Hello, my name is Gary Mansfield and this is the Ministry of Arts podcast where each week I'll be speaking to a different artist. Now let's begin by bagging these bongos. Welcome to episode number 99 of the Ministry of Arts podcast. I hope you're all well out there on this freezing cold lockdown day. Firstly, happy 2021 to everyone. And what a bonkers 2021 it started thanks to old President Bonkers himself. (laughs) It looks like the lunatic is having an end to his presidency that he wasn't quite expecting. Anyway, episode 99, what about that, eh? And I'm just putting episode 100 together as we speak. And if you remember, I'll put a a call out on Instagram as to which artist we should have for episode 100. And I did manage to get that person. And I think it's only right that that podcast goes out to our Patreon listeners first. So if you are one of those Patreon listeners, you should be able to listen to episode 100 around about the 21st of January. And then a few days later, I'll put it out for for the riffraff. And if you'd like to support us on Patreon, you can find a link in the Instagram bio. Or you can go straight to Patreon, which is P-A-T-R-E-O-N forward slash Ministry of Arts. And like I say, for the price of a cup of coffee, you can support this podcast. But anyway, back to episode number 99. This week we have Miss Amy Beager. And like Taya De La Cruz last week, Amy is pretty new into the art scene. Amy was selected as a winner for the Delphian Gallery Open Call in 2020 and only started exhibiting her work in London last year. Her painting, The Blue Room, was recently on display at the Saatchi Gallery as part of a group exhibition, as part of the group exhibition Antisocial Isolation, curated by the Delphian Gallery. Amy's work was recently acquired by Soho House and has been placed in multiple private collections throughout Europe, Australia, USA, Taiwan and Canada. When I was researching Amy's work, I found a great quote by Offshoot Arts, which I'm going to quote here if they don't mind. They said, On a wave of a surge in demand and reappreciation of figurative art, Amy Beager's paintings emerge as a fresh new voice within the genre. They went on to say, The artist presents an imaginative and alternative reality, using human form as a vessel to explore emotions and hidden narratives throughout the dramatic use of colour and expressive lines. I couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) Which Which is why I use parts of their quote. So please, come and join me when I chatted over Zoom with Miss Amy Beager. Have you listened to any podcasts or do you listen to podcasts at all? Yeah, so I started um, kind of listening to them during lockdown, really, because um, I got into sort of going for quite long walks, obviously, when you can't really do much. Um, and I started listening to the Delphian Gallery one cool. um, and then Artfully podcast. Um, and then obviously the Delphian one, I listened to the Christmas special and that's how I found out about your one. Um, and then... Uh, What's the other one? Art proof. Um, so I've got seven questions that I ask each artist. Yep. The first being, how would you explain what you do to someone that didn't know your work? Okay. 
Um, so I would say that my work's mostly figurative painting um, and it's sort of mainly around themes of beauty, love, kind of fashion. Um, they're very colourful and I guess kind of um, minimalistic in a way. I think they've got kind of an abstract thing about them where yeah. I kind of really consider form and shape and colour proportion and um, like a visible brush strokes and things like that, which I think create like energy in an artwork. Yeah. Um, and I guess figures are like my main focal point where I don't really put a lot of other details into a painting. So um, I quite often will paint details earlier on and then decide to maybe paint over them or like, you know, if they're not needed for the painting or they don't look right or part of the composition, then I wouldn't leave them in sort of thing. Yeah, I think love is kind of like the main theme that runs throughout all of my paintings. They're very like expressive, people sort of said they're very like emotional kind of paintings so yeah, yeah. the figures in there are quite sculptural as well aren't they yeah I guess um like my background is fashion so I did uh, fashion design and I worked as a designer for about seven years so I've kind of got uh into sort of drawing the human face and body in like a fashion way which I've kind of taken elements from but also like lost some of that a bit and I think I almost like want to not put all of the details in a face in like I'd rather put like the bits that matter or like like the emotional side and I guess that comes from fashion illustration as well because you're kind of creating a mood and then my recent works have been inspired by like Greek sculptures and Greek mythology and um, I think I used um, looking at Greek sculptures as a way of getting away a bit from fashion illustration and the sort of habits I've got into of drawing people's faces in that more of a fashion way rather than a realistic way and Greek sculptures are obviously very like realistic interpretations of like the human form so um, that I think really helped me then just channel the emotional side or the expressive side of a person's kind of personality through that. Well, what are you saying that you was in, in the fashion industry? Would I be correct in thinking that um, painting was a hobby which actually grew and grew and then your work got in the way, as it were? Yeah, so I've always, like, literally from as early as I can remember, I loved drawing. Like, it's always been my thing that I've just, like, loved to do. Like, there's photos of me a lot of photos when I'm younger, I look really pissed off. Like I had resting bitch face at like three. Um, and my parents would always say like, my sister's like, oh, she's the happy one. And then yeah, I'd be yeah. like really moody. But um, there's like pictures of me drawing and I would just be like really concentrating. And I just like remember like loving it throughout school. I always loved art and did all of that. I did like art foundation, but as a girl, I suppose growing up in Essex as well, it's, I was very like fashion conscious. I love fashion as well. Like I'd wear, my mum let me dress however I wanted. So I had these like purple platform suede boots when I was like 10 that I wore everywhere with like 
checkered trousers and that yeah, big spice scale yeah. bomber jacket and stuff um so I always loved fashion as well so when I got to um art college and did my foundation they sort of tried to steer you into like a more sort of subject that's going to give you like a good career path I suppose and doing a fine art was kind of like seen as a pipe dream I guess for me or like being an artist was kind of like a pipe dream so um I decided to do fashion design at uni so um yeah I did that and it was great and I learned so much because I didn't really have a clue about how to design clothes it's kind of like sculpture in a way where you're making something creative but it's also got to be functional so there's like restrictions obviously um and I did some internships after uni and then got a job um doing commercial fashion design so I did like designing for ASOS and Topshop places like that and it was good and like I really enjoyed it to start with it was like amazing to like be in a creative industry and I felt really like it was hard to sort of get into that sort of side of things as well I know art being an artist is hard as well I think any creative industry is quite hard to sort of break into um and obviously you've got at the beginning a lot of working for free almost um doing internships and stuff and then I was lucky enough to get this internship and then they offered me a job there so I was working for them for about seven years and it was really good I got to travel quite a bit and I sort of worked my way up to almost heading up like the design team for um it was like a supplier so we had like an in-house design team that we would then sell clothing designs to like ASOS Topshop those sort of people and yeah I just I did love it to a certain degree but also I just felt like it wasn't sort of satisfying my true creative needs and like I always loved painting and drawing anyway, so I kind of like would do that as a hobby outside of working. And obviously with Instagram, that's like a really great sort of window or like opportunity into sharing your work with a lot of people, which obviously before Instagram, I don't know what people would have done. But um, it does I make just, you wonder, doesn't it? Yeah, like I just started posting stuff on Instagram and then sort of really got into it started following successful people that had sort of built their career starting through Instagram and I thought this is something that maybe I could actually achieve like it started to feel like it could be a reality for me to maybe get into the art world and being an artist and stuff as and to make a living from it so I decided to quit my job in 2017 it was quite a bold move um obviously I was, I'm quite a lucky position where my husband has a very good job. I had saved up money through working, obviously, for seven years doing fashion. But um, I knew at the start I wasn't really going to be making a lot of money. And I had that kind of savings and like my husband's support to kind of like yeah. fall back on. And I just thought, if I don't try it, then I'm always going to regret it. So I thought if I try it and it doesn't work out or I don't like it or I'm really not being successful then I can just go back to doing fashion design like I've still got those skills and kind of that those contacts and I was actually working still till 2018 doing freelance design work alongside doing my artwork 
so um yeah I had that financial support as well so yeah I think it's been like a long kind of getting into it for me like obviously having a career as a designer and then getting back into art but it's literally not the happiest I've ever been like I'm just like I love it like I just love painting and it's always been like something I've wanted to do but I think as I said before it just always felt like unachievable or like you know when you say you want to be like a pop star it was like that for me like I was just like oh I really want to be an artist but I just don't think it's like going to happen so showing last year didn't you yeah so I left my job in 2017 I was kind of doing a lot of fashion illustration to start with because that was kind of like my connect I had connections in the fashion sort of industry so I could kind of like do that fashion I was doing fashion illustrations and then I um there was a magazine called the bite magazine um they're just like a small fashion magazine they um put my illustrations in their magazine and then I contacted them and was like oh can I come to fashion week with you and do some like live drawings and stuff and they let me come with them which was amazing and uh yeah just doing that backstage drawing backstage and things like that and I was really loving doing that sort of side, but then it still kind of wasn't quite what I wanted yeah, to do. Quite like, leap or push yeah, it was like another other. stepping stone into doing like my own art and just like creating yeah, things that I wanted to do. Sorry, it's as if it was working a bit too safe. Yeah, you, yeah. You knew that, yeah. I think that's the thing that like, I've just been cautious, maybe cautious throughout my whole like yeah. progress into this stage where I've been at all. Oh, I'll do this and this will be like a good experience and stepping stone and maybe that will get me here but I definitely um don't regret everything that I've done because it's like all led me up to this point and kind of given me the confidence as well and like knowledge in the creative industry and kind of like how things work and you know I think back to how I was when I left uni I was just like so um had no confidence you know you're just like what am I doing sort of thing you just don't know what you're doing and then um, whereas once I'd worked for a good period of time I feel like I had that confidence and drive and a bit of knowledge to like actually like be able to do something like good How come yeah you ended up in Nottingham? I guess like it was kind of to my sister because um my sister's always been like my best friend so she's only like a year and a half older than me um, and we've grown up very close and she did art like we used to like draw together all the time at weekends and stuff we'd be like drawing cartoon characters and like my parents would put them up on the kitchen wall and um, we had like this game where we used to draw ourselves but like in like all the clothes that we wanted to wear and then we'd draw our bedrooms with like how we'd want our bedrooms and then we'd create these characters and like talk like to each other with them this is a bit weird but um, they're the sort of games we played and that like, Holly, my sister, always um, was really good at drawing. She was actually probably better at drawing than me, like technically, than like, she did art and did art foundation. And she went on to do fashion marketing at, at um, Nottingham. And I think um, I was sort of quite scared to go to uni. She was always kind of more confident than I was. She obviously went to uni and she would she was in her third year when I started in my first year. So I was like, I definitely want to try and go Nottingham as well because I feel like I've got that support there. And um, yeah, she like really supported me and still does. And yeah, I think, yeah, it's kind of to do with that really. Um, 
playing it safe and going to you. No, I'm playing it safe all the time. <laughs> There's a common thread going through. Yeah, yeah, the definitely. <laughs> well, you started showing last year. Yeah. 2019. 2020, um, you entered the Delphian Open. Yeah, yeah. Well, how did you feel when you when you decided to to enter that? Because it's, it's, it's quite a thing that the guys have got going on there, isn't it? Yeah, and I, I just found, I don't know how I found the um, Instagram page, but I came across it and I just thought, I was looking through their feed and I was like, wow, that's amazing. Wow, like I love all the artworks that they were showing. And I was like, this is like the sort of art that I want to be like doing and like involved with. So in 2019, I did my first solo show, which was um, I just like did it all like kind of DIY, like um, just booked like a gallery space and just organised it myself. Um, and then I did Roy's Art Fair and after Roy's Art Fair, like I was showing more of my like fashion-y kind of drawings there and even at my solo show it was like the more fashion-y sort of drawings apart from one painting that I did which was called Blue Woman which I I loved that painting because when I did it I feel like that was like a, so much better than my other work and different. so yeah different but it was more like what I wanted to kind of do yeah. and actually it was a somebody that came to Roy's art fair that was like looking at my work and uh, I just had a conversation with him and he thought that it looked like um, Jane Mansfield who he said died by being strangled and I was like oh I don't know and obviously that the image is like of a, a woman laying down like profile with a sort of pool of paint running around her neck that kind of and then I spoke to an artist who was exhibiting opposite me and he said oh no it wasn't James Mansfield it was Isadora Duncan she was like an artist who died when she had like a scarf entangled in her in a car when she was driving I was like oh wow I was like I didn't know that so obviously I'd created this painting and that's what it triggered for somebody yeah. so and then I was chatting to this artist it was uh, Max Gottlieb and uh, he was telling me about Isadora Duncan and I was like oh that sounds like really interesting and then um, I looked up her work and read her memoir and her she was just like so inspiring and then that caused me to paint um, a series of paintings called Mother and then obviously during that I'd come across Delphian Gallery I was like well I'm just gonna enter my work at the start I was like even if they share one of my pictures on their page I'm yeah. gonna be like so happy and I remember saying to Adam like when they shared one of my pictures I was like oh my god Delphi Gallery shared my picture <laughs> and I was like super excited and then um, they shared like, acknowledgement is fine yeah I was like even them thinking it's good enough to like share on their page I was like wow that's amazing and uh, then they shared like more of my work and then um, Benjamin Murphy he said you know you've got through and I was like, oh my gosh, I was like so happy, like literally like dancing up and down. That was like amazing. And since then, it's been like, I think I've managed to break into that sort of almost audience of like art lovers. Because I think before with um, my Instagram, it was um, obviously you have art lovers, but a lot of them were more like maybe fashion or interiors kind of people um, like interested in art. But um yeah, and then it just like 
led on to more things, I guess. So I definitely have a lot to thank Delphian Gallery for. Good. And I, I really love what they're doing. So yeah, I'm like a number one fan. Like, <laughs> so where are you going from here? Um, so lockdown has got in the way, obviously. Of, of yeah, like I had, I was booked in to do Warriors Art Fair again in April, and then that obviously got cancelled. Like it was due, yeah, in April, and obviously lockdown sort of happened just before that. Um, so that was cancelled, and like my plan this year was to kind of like really reach out to, like, do loads of open calls and try and get my work out there and like contact galleries um, and things like that and just try and exhibit and things like that. But obviously with um, COVID, exhibitions weren't really happening. Um, so I was kind of like, hmm, what do I do now? And I sort of had all these paintings because I was planning to show them at Roy's and then show them in other sort of exhibitions and stuff. And I was like, well, I could just keep make, making like loads more paintings, but then there's like a space issue as well. So my studio is just like a room in our house like a spare room um so I was like I really need to just try and like just show these paintings online as much as I can um so I just did like a um virtual gallery thing on my website so I set up my paintings around my house and then photographed them did like a video and then kind of like had descriptions of my work and tried to give it that kind of immersive thing through so people could see my work in a context of like in their own houses and stuff so I worked on that because that kept me busy for a few weeks um <laughs> and then um yeah did that and then the artist support pledge thing was amazing as well so Matthew Burrows who started that which I just came across through Instagram again, like people you follow on there, sort of hashtagging this artist support pledge. And I was like, oh, what's that? And then um, got into set, like, then I was like, well, I still want to obviously be creating work because I missed, obviously I'd been doing that um, online gallery thing. And I was like, well, I want to do more painting, but maybe just not large pieces, just smaller sort of works on paper that I can sell through Instagram. So artist support pledge was amazing for that so I was doing um yeah just small works on paper and selling those and then there was an online um like a virtual exhibition that I did with Boo Boo Studios oh, yeah. Yeah. um and they did like a virtual it was like proper like do you remember like Doom like the video yeah, game yeah, yeah, yeah. it like reminds me of that like really old school like 80s kind of like virtual reality gallery and it was called Sinister Figures. So it was all kind of like quite macabre or like creepy kind of like figurative artworks. And um, yeah, they contacted me about putting my artwork in that, which was really cool because there was like Kim Dorland, Jesse Draxler and like Rhiannon Salisbury um, exhibiting doing that. So I was like, oh, that'd be cool to like put my work in with those sort of people because they're like artists that I really admire. So that happened and then there's been Blue Shop Cottage. So they did an open call for works on paper, um, which, uh, yeah, I had four, well, I've got four works um, exhibiting with them online, which has also been amazing exposure. And yeah, I just love the sort of artworks that they select. 
like there's been amazing opportunities that people have kind of created uh, created to help artists through lockdown and still kind of get their work out there in different ways and there's been like people like um Oki at Blue Shop Cottage and you know Delphine Gallery and Blueberry Studio and every, all the other ones um that I obviously wasn't a part of but like there's a lot of things out there that people have like really worked hard to make sure they can still kind of get artwork out there and keep yeah. it a thing really because <laughs> it's like it could... during lockdown that galleries have had to adapt Art yeah to adapt. we've we've had to adapt how we show and sell our work as, yeah as, uh, as as has galleries and sorry i think got my phone <laughs> sorry yeah, so all of these opportunities have just come about just by, you know, someone coming up with an idea of how to sell yeah. and then need other artists alongside to do it. Yeah, yeah, it's been um, really, really good, actually. Um, You've had a bit of, a, bit of a, a fast year, haven't you, really? Yeah, it has been quite a good year, actually. Obviously, with everything that's going on, there's been a lot of hard things to deal with, but for me personally it's been like great for my work and obviously before like I was saying with, like my husband being at home like working from home it's been like actually quite nice yeah, nice. so the only thing I've missed is like going out to like bars and drinking with your friends and going to parties <laughs> and stuff so yeah, like my our weekends are a bit boring <laughs> when you mentioned about the the work that you thought was the one that pulled you away from the old you, as it were, at Roy's. I've got a question here. Which piece that you've created has got the strongest emotional connection? I guess, like, that one has in that way that it was kind of like a turning point. I kind of feel really connected to all of them, obviously. Yeah, I don't know. I think I always love the ones more that sell because then, like, when they're sold, I'm like, I can't see it anymore. <laughs> then I'm like, oh... I really liked that one. <laughs> I don't know, really. Yeah, my recent one that I've done, um, Desire is Desire, that one I really love. That one sold, so maybe that's why I really like that one. As do, you well. find, do you find it hard to let go of them? It's like a bittersweet thing, isn't it? Because obviously, when you make a sale, you're like, oh, it's great, like amazing. Like, obviously, like making money out of art isn't like everything, but it also is a massive thing in that it helps you create more art because if you don't make any money from it, then how can you continue to like do it as a job? So you're like, yes, that's amazing. And then you're like, oh no, like it's gonna go away and I'm not gonna be able to see it. Um, so yeah, it is, it is hard sometimes, but it's like great that it's just amazing that somebody else loves it so much to pay to have it. So yeah. yeah it's quite, it's, it, it's a weird thought at the start when you think that someone you don't know has mm. paid to have something of yours yeah wall. yeah with friends and family and that it's you know it's expected but for a stranger to do it yeah and like something you've made yeah. obviously like it's just come from you and you've created that sales are not down to solely on your own but the work is yeah just something you've created so um yeah it's quite good it's a really good to relax what do I do to relax? I'm quite into fitness. So I got into that as well when I was 
I actually was bridesmaid for my friend and like a week before the wedding I couldn't do the dress up and that was quite depressing <laughs> I had like I went around my friends and I had her brother and like she was holding the top of the dress like trying to do the zip up and I was like oh my god I've really let myself go here um and I've kind of never been into exercise and I was like actually it could be something quite good for me because being on my own all day like work as an artist like you're just at home you don't really speak to anybody so I was like if I join it was it's like a gym but they kind of do like classes and you kind of get to know everybody that's like an hour out of my day where I can go and keep fit it's good for like your mental health and like feeling motivated for the day and also I can like see people and talk to people yeah so um and it's like a cut off from art it's just something like completely like you kind of zone out and just do that so yeah go to the gym and then like I said before go like going for walks and things watching tv netflix I guess (laughs) Any, um, that, that yeah a, going out with friends used there. to be a thing it's not really much of a thing anymore but yeah when, it, when you're able to do it again i think yeah it's going to drink the pubs dry aren't they and if there was you and five other artists past and present what would your ideal group show be um group show. okay i'd probably like my two favorite artists are like marlene duma and Peter Doig they're just amazing so let's throw them in I guess <laughs> although I think I'd be like oh my work's gonna look really shit compared to that <laughs> but um yeah that'd be awesome and um Isadora Duncan would be cool and Frida I guess like she just seems like somebody that would be like, awesome to get to know I reckon she'd like a good drink and stuff right. so that'd be quite fun <laughs> uh Janice Figgis I love her work like she does these really cool they're like almost marbled figurative paintings and they're really like almost creepy and like humorous yeah and they're like sort of 17th century kind of like or style they're really cool yeah so her work's really good so yeah you've started doing stuff with Soho House as well haven't you yeah, so um, Kate Bryan DM'd me on Instagram and um, about one of my artist support pledge pieces and um, asked if it was available and stuff. And she's they've acquired that for Soho House. So that was like amazing as well. But even when she just messaged me again, like she was like, Oh, your work, I've just come across your work. It's like wonderful or something like glorious, I think she said. And I was like, oh my god like she thinks my work is glorious <laughs> that's amazing um and then yeah they've um bought that one it's called gallery one and then she also has bought a paint so she's bought desire is desire for her own house oh, nice. she recently bought that obviously i'll deliver it to her and she was like we can kind of do a unveiling and like have a chat and stuff so that's also amazing that i'm gonna meet her so yeah I don't know whether she's sort of come across my work through because I know she's bought work through Blue Shop Cottage before um so I wonder whether uh she sort of found my work through there so it's like that's where you know all these avenues can kind of lead you to other things can't they so yeah it's It's, it's good that sometimes connections are made without you even realizing being aware of them yeah I don't know but I imagine that's how she found me 
as long as she found you, that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, that's uh, been amazing as well. So looking forward to that. What do you think you'd do if you wasn't an artist? Well, I'd probably still be doing fashion design, obviously. Um, but when I actually, when I left, I was like, well, if I can't make any money, maybe I'll be like a dog walker on the side. <laughs> so, and then I was like, oh, that would be awesome. Just like hang around with dogs all day. Um, but my husband's allergic to dogs, but I love dogs. So I was like, oh, I'll do that, I think, if I can't make a lot of money. But um, yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, probably still be doing fashion design or... Yeah, maybe be a nice dog walker. No worries. Just looking after dogs all day. <laughs> okay. Well, have you got anything coming up lately? Um, I've been asked to do a residency next year oh, um, in or just outside of Amsterdam. Um, and that's hopefully going to go ahead in May. But obviously, with everything that's going on, it's still like, let's just kind of wait and see. But hopefully, yeah, really looking forward to that. That's pretty cool. Is it, it uh, only two weeks. Yeah. But, oh, that's, um, right. that's a small holiday then, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because I think they've got a roster of a few different artists. So I think Benjamin Murphy's doing it. Um, Tracy Slater. They're all like people. Obviously, Benjamin Murphy's Delphine Gallery. Tracy Slater was another winner of the, the open call with Delphine Gallery. Um, so, yeah, they're all those sort of artists that I've kind of come across through that. Now these things are happening and you're seeing art things happening to you before you, do you now feel like you're an artist? Yeah, I feel like it's funny one because that's something that people always sort of say, don't they? They're like, oh, well, they'll say I'm like an amateur artist or I'm a professional artist now. But I think that where's that line? Because surely like if you make art, then you're an artist. Like I, I actually didn't have much trouble transitioning from when I was doing fashion design as soon as I sort of started doing this I was like yeah I'm an artist yeah like that's what I was and like calling yourself an artist from the off well not necessarily comfortable but I think I was just like yeah I'm I think it's like having the confidence to say to believe in yourself almost because I think if you're like apprehensive about calling yourself something it's just you're just not confident in your ability like there's loads of artists that still have like a full another job like they're still artists but you wouldn't like I wouldn't necessarily differentiate them from somebody that's still that doing art full-time sort of thing so yeah sorry my cat's just like playing with all he doesn't normally come in here so he's like exploring this is the third podcast in a row where cats have made themselves (laughs) known in it where can people see your work be it website or social media Yes, so my website's just um, amybeager.com and my Instagram's amybeager. That's it, really. Well, Amy, <laughs> that's what my questions asked. To you. And you, thank you very much for your time. Cool. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Well, there you go. Amy Beager. How was that? Great, eh? Well, Amy's definitely made a mark for herself in the short time that she's become an artist. She's making the game look easy. Bloody annoying, isn't it? We mentioned the Delphian Gallery quite a bit in this podcast, and I should mention that the Delphian Gallery are still selling their book, Navigating the Art World, Professional Practice for Early Career Artists. And when I meet up with these artists on Zoom, before um, we start recording, we always have a little chat, and so many of them have mentioned the Delphian Gallery's book. 
And I should say, this isn't an advert, I'm just mentioning it in support. So head on over to Delphian Gallery's Instagram page and get yourself a copy if you haven't already got one. Well, again, as I mentioned at the start of this podcast, we're edging ever closer to episode 100, which um, I will be putting up on the Patreon site a few days before it comes out on the normal podcast listening platforms. So if you'd like to be one of the first to hear that special edition, jump over there yourself. But if you're not able to support the podcast via Patreon, what you can do is whichever platform you listen to this podcast, you should be able to leave a comment. If you could do that, that really would help us get noticed and anyone else looking for an art podcast. So, thanks for listening, keep wearing a mask, and until next week, ta-da!